Today's scripture reading are from the books of Genesis and the letter to the Ephesians. Genesis 1, verse 26. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Genesis 2, verse 7. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Ephesians chapter 2, 8 to 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift from God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, My name is Joseph Leong. I'm part of the pastoral team at FBC, and I'm serving in the youth, in a young adult ministry. Uh, If you notice today, uh, I think Ben mentioned it, Uh, Thanks to Ben, put together a team of young adults, youth, and leaders to lead us in worship today. And actually, this team has been leading our upper room worship gatherings since February. If you're wondering, what is this upper room? It is actually a new uh, worship gathering that we started in February uh, for our youth and young adults. And it happens only every second Friday of the month. And the next one, a little bit of promotion here, the next one will be on May uh, 13th. And Upper Room is a space where we hope the youth and young adults can come as who they are. And we pray that it is a space where they can encounter God and build deeper relationships with each other. And it is a space where they feel belong. We had three meetings so far, and God has been really good um, to us. A huge shout-out to uh, Danny, uh, Justin, Angeline, Kira, Jonathan, and Susanna for bringing the vision into reality. I know you guys have spent hours and hours of prep works, meetings, logistics, rehearsals, prayers to make this upper room happen. We are so thankful for you. And we also want to thank all of you who have been on the intercession team um, praying for us and praying for the upper room. It has been a huge blessing and encouragement knowing that we are supported by and standing on the shoulders of the spiritual fathers and mothers of FBC. And we also want to thank the the UR band, the upper room band, UR, um, for leading us in music and songs. Thanks for you know, all the rehearsals, rehearsals and time that you guys have put in. And we appreciate your commitment and faithfulness. On our last Upper Room Gathering, um, we talked about the topic, We Are Wonderfully Made. And today, I wish to share with all of you about this important topic too. The sermon title for today is We are God's workmanship. We live in a culture that often glorifies human effort. I'm not saying that hard 
hard work or human effort is not needed, it is essential. But many times, we forget that we ourselves are the wonderful work of God. And there's nothing we can do to earn that. I pray that today's message will be an important reminder to all of us that as we are living in a secularized society that is trying to remove God in every aspect of life and relies solely on human effort, we are reminded that we are God's workmanship. We are wonderfully made. And it is from this right relationship with God that the good works flow from all of us. In the short passage of Ephesians that Jonathan just read, the scripture mentions that, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And we are going to look into two important words here, grace and faith. Grace is mentioned first in verse 8. And Paul is actually putting an emphasis on grace. Here Paul is saying that salvation is given to us by grace and is nothing of human effort. It is because of God's grace that we are delivered from our sins. While God's grace is the basis of salvation, faith, which in its original Greek, pistis, also means belief, trust, and confidence in God. Faith here is the means by which salvation becomes effective in one's life. It is a response which allows salvation to become effective, which receives what God has accomplished in Jesus Christ at the cross. The whole notion of by grace and through faith is that human work has nothing to do with God's gracious salvation. And we can see that in the next part of verse 8 and verse 9. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works so that no one may boast. This gracious salvation that we receive through faith is not our own doing. It is the gift of God. In the Greek uh, work order, the word God is actually placed in front of the word gift. Again, the emphasis here is on God. The source of salvation is in God, not in the readers. It comes from God as a gift. And it is a gift that is to be received by us. And this is such a powerful truth for all of us today. The gift of salvation is originated from God, its basis is grace, and it is received by means of faith. Last Monday, um, Angelina and I, we got invited to um, the Redicott family to have um, the Easter turkey dinner. And Mark, Mark Redicott, his turkey is so good. It is out of this world. And when we were enjoying the turkey, uh, Mark's son, Will, uh, who did the um, call to worship just now. Will, at the dinner table, he kept saying, wow, this turkey is so good. It's so good, so delicious. And I was thinking, wow, Will can actually eat this delicious, mouth-watering turkey anytime. And he didn't even have to work and earn for it. 
Will doesn't have to wash the, wash the, the bathrooms or help to change the winter tires for his dad to earn the turkey dinner. It is by grace that Mark prepared the delicious turkey meal as a gift to his family and his guests. Will just need to have faith and trust that it is Mark's beloved son and he can have the turkey. He even picked the huge drumstick that I was eyeing on. We'll just have to receive it. He doesn't have to work for his dad's love. We'll just need to be who he is, Mark's beloved son. But I think it was after that meal that we'll have to do all the chores, do the dishes, bathroom cleaning, tire changing, even massaging and washing his father's feet, I guess. But even if Will is doing all these things, I believe he does this out of his gratitude and appreciation to his father's love. The scripture emphasizes that God's gracious salvation is not the result of works. It is a gift. And there is no room for any boasting and pride. There are no human effort or contributions that we can bring to God. One can only bring praise and thanksgiving to Him. And that keeps me thinking, who are we that we are worthy of such gift? Why are we given such gracious gift of salvation without having to work for it? And the answer is in verse 10. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So that's the reason we are His workmanship. And what does that mean? I would love to bring us back to the creation account in Genesis 1 and 2 to understand God's creation and His workmanship. And both chapter 1 and 2 mention God creates humankind. And if you notice carefully, the two similar accounts have a slightly different narrative. Genesis 1.26, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Genesis 2.7, Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And there are two Hebrew words that I want you to take note of today. The first one is form. The word form in Hebrew is yatzar. You want to try to pronounce it? Yatzar. Oh, good job. Um, <laughs> yatzar means to form, to plan, to make pottery. And on several occasions in the Bible, it actually relates to the work of a portal. I was never really interested in art and craft. Don't judge me. I was never interested because I wasn't good at it. And I wasn't good at it because when I was in elementary school, I did an art project um, that would be graded. And our education system in Malaysia is influenced by the British system. So at least during my time, we were graded for most of the subjects that we learned at school. So, and we were graded for art. I remember when I was doing the art project, um, I put in a lot of time and effort um, on it. I thought it was a good and beautiful art. 
at least I thought it was. But I was graded a C for it. A C. I was just in grade one. I think maybe that was when I uh, decided to end my good relationship with art. <laughs> um, but we, when we came to Vancouver, uh, Vancouver has these rich artistic vibes, um, especially when you walk um, along Main Street. It makes you feel like, yeah, you can and you should do some arts. So early this year, I uh, signed up for a mark-making session, uh, making workshop uh, near Main Street with Angeline to celebrate her birthday, uh, belated birthday. She loves art and craft, and she's really good at it. Um, when we were at the session, first we need to uh, pick the right amount of clay, then we need to have the right tools, and we have to make sure we have read all the instructions well. And when I was working with the clay to form the mark, I have to be very careful and focused. I need to make sure I put the right amount of pressure on it and tend to every detail. I have to make sure that the, I have to make sure it is not too thick, uh, as it will become too bulky. I have to make sure it's not too thin, uh, because it will it might fall apart. Once the mark shape has been formed, we have to wait for several days to let the mark to go through the firing process uh, that turns the raw clay into ceramic. After that, we have to go back to paint the mark, and again. We have to wait for several days for the painted mark to go through the same firing process again. And we waited at least two weeks to get the final products. And this is the final products that is <laughs> really nice, yeah? It's, it's not perfect, but I think it's pretty good. <laughs> and I was amazed how much details and focus I need to put in for making something that I thought would be simple and easy. I was wondering if making a mark requires such detail, focus, patience, and care. How much more of that when the Creator, the capital C Creator, our God, creates you and me? It is incomprehensible and indescribable, like the song we just sang just now. The details the care, and the love from God. Not only God formed, He breathed the breath of life into us. The second Hebrew word I want to highlight today is breath. Um, the Hebrew word for breath is nishama. You want to try that? Nishama. Very good. A plus for that. Actually, the more popular Hebrew word for breath is ruach, which appears nearly 400 times in the Old Testament. Ruach is applied to God, man, animals, and even false gods. But the author chose the less popular word for breath, nishama. Nishama applied only to Yahweh, God, and to man. Therefore, I'm thinking the author is emphasizing that it is human and human alone who is the recipient of the divine breath. So in Genesis 1, God said. In Genesis 2, God formed and breathed. With these two verses, we see the word of God 
is orchestrated with the work of God. Such a powerful creation narrative here. We are divinely formed and inspired by God. Dear friends, I can't stress this more. You and I are wonderfully made in the image of God. And let me bring us back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship. This workmanship entails the creation of God in Genesis that we have just looked just now. And it also entails the new creation God has brought to us through the salvation, of, through the salvation work in Christ Jesus. We know sins entered the world and tarnished God's creation. It corrupted our relationship to God and His creation. And last Sunday, we celebrated Easter. We proclaimed that Christ is risen. We are made new in Christ. The Bible says, Therefore, if anyone in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. We are his new creation. And both original creation and new creation in Ephesians are God's workmanship. And the Bible verse doesn't stop here. As God's workmanship, we are created in Christ Jesus for good works. There is a purpose. In Genesis, God created human with a purpose to rule over his creation. We are to take care of his creation. Here in Ephesians, the purpose of we being created in Christ is for good works. Do you see the, the parallelism here? But is Paul contradicting himself? Because in verse 9, he clearly speaks against works. Absolutely not. What Paul is saying here is that God's workmanship is not achieved by good works, but it should result in good works. What then are the good works that Paul mentioned? I think first, the good works are the salvation works in Christ that God prepared for us. Second, I think good works are what God reveals to us in the Scripture. These works are not just limited to the so-called religious work. It can be your day-to-day -day mundane life, like doing the dishes or taking out the garbages, cooking delicious turkey meal. It can be you bringing your kids out for a walk or having a good conversation with your neighbor. Anything that reflects the character of God is good work. When Angeline and I show one of the youth leaders our final products, so this is mine and this is hers, um, the, the youth leader immediately noticed that this mark is Angeline's and then this one is mine. Obviously, the more refined and crafted one is not mine. Mine is more rough, but I love it. I love it as what it is because I made it myself. I put in time, attention, love, tears, sweat in making it. It is my workmanship. Contrary, Angeline's mug is much finer and more aesthetically pleasing. And people could notice who was the creator right away. And I was thinking, if 
people could easily notice this is Angeline's work and this mark reflects its maker, how much more God's work will be reflected on us. If God is a, create, is a capital C creator, the ultimate capital W workman who is good, holy, filled with sacrificial love, who is faithful, merciful, and righteous, how do you think that will be reflected on his creation, his workmanship? Friends, even if you don't feel like it, even if you are in a difficult and challenging season of life right now, you are reminded today that you are God's workmanship and you are created for good works that God has prepared for you. And these good works are what God has revealed to us in the Scripture. And remember, everything that reflects the character of God will be good works. And so today, there are two questions for us to think about. As God's workmanship, what are the good works God prepared for you that you should live in them? And as a church, what are the good works that God prepared for FBC that we should walk in them? Before we end, allow me to read this beautiful and powerful passage for us again. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. You've been listening to the First Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. For more sermons and information about our church's services and programs, please visit firstbc.org.